<laughs> yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> Watch out what you wish for. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of Great Things with Great Tech, the podcast highlighting companies doing great things with great technology. My name is Anthony Spateri and this episode we're talking to a company that is a leader in cloud-based backup as a service, disaster recovery as a service and the backup for Microsoft 365, a company that strives to add the most value to their customer based on their guiding principles of data quality proactive monitoring, transparency, and straightforward pricing. They serve customers in the US, Canada, and the UK, probably elsewhere as well, and they sell both directly and through resellers. That company is Global Data Vault, and I'm talking to Will Basich, CEO yep. and co-founder of Global Data Vault. Welcome to the show. So I'll do a shout out to Great Things with Great Tech. If you love Great Things with Great Tech and would like to feature in future episodes, you can click on the link on the show notes or go to launch.gtwgt.com or just go to the website, which is up at gtwgt.com and register your interest. All episodes of GTWGT are available on all good podcasting platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, all hosted and distributed by Anchor FM. All right, so... Well, before we get into talking about Global Data Vault, you've got a bit of a connection with my home city of Perth, um, which I only found out about in having a bit of an exploratory talk about this podcast. So just talk about that because the world is truly small, but it was, was it your great-grandfather or your grandfather yes. that basically has this connection? My, my great-grandfather was shipwrecked um, uh, about 800 miles north of Perth. Perth on the um, Western Australia coast in 1875. 1875, as a 17, wow. As a, as a 17 year old. And um, uh, he was one of the two fortunate survivors of the ship uh, of, of 17 men and was eventually rescued by the Aborigines uh, okay. who, who helped, them, helped them find food and water for six months or so till, till an English ship picked him up and dropped him off in Perth. Yeah. Uh, where he, where he, he worked for um, many months to earn his passage back wow. to his native Croatia. Okay. Um, he, and what, he was, was, he on a, was he on a merchant, merchant ship or something? Yeah, or? It, 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 was, it, was a, it was a merchant ship that belonged to his uncle um, that was carrying a load of coal, if you can believe that, from wow. Wales to, to Hong Kong. Um, oh, uh, okay. Hard to, hard, to, hard to imagine that coal was that valuable that <laughs> you, could, you could put it on a, a, a month's-long journey. Yeah. Um, from the and, south of England or Wales all the yeah. way to Hong Kong. And that's a fair way to kind of go off course as well from the, that point of view, right? Because I'm guessing if you're going, I'm not sure if um, if if the uh, canals are open then, if they're going under the Cape of no, South they, Africa. They, they, yeah, no, they went uh, around the um, uh, the Cape. Well, there you um, go. That would explain it then on the so, way up. Mm. Yep, yep. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, not, not awesome for him, but it, it, probably a, a, a decent life experience and a cool story to tell. And yeah, back then, Perth wouldn't have been much. 1875, it was a, it was a budding a little con colony um, of a few people, but definitely a gold mining town even back then. So yeah, they started to work on what was going on. But up north where he, you know, got shipwrecked, um, definitely wasn't anything there. So even for him to actually end up down south in Perth, you know, after kind of trudging down 800 kilometers, that's, that's really interesting. Crazy story. Yeah. Yeah. We're, awesome. We're just, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it is awesome. Cause I wouldn't be here. If, uh, he hadn't been rescued. 
Isn't that funny? Yeah. What, when, yeah. History turns on a knife point, as they say, in a lot of different areas yep. and yeah, swings and roundabouts. All right. Now that we've got that piece of history out of the way, and you know, the reason why I'm talking to you today is because um, after a while of not having um, a service provider on the show, I thought it was about time to get back to the roots of the show and get a service provider on. And you know, one of the great success stories in the service provider space, um, especially in the space of disaster recovery, backup as a service and whatnot, is Global Data Vault. So, um, you know, maybe introduce yourself a little bit. I know that it was founded in 2002-ish, uh, but maybe give a bit of background that led up to the founding of the company back then. Sure. Um, uh, Anthony Galley uh, had been um, a, a customer of mine in a previous business. Uh, he, was, he was in the business of manufacturing contact lenses, but uh, his, his education and, and interests were in, in technology. Um, and we, we both sold our, our previous companies around the same time. Um, and uh, we, we started to work together and, and formed formed the precursor company of Global Data Vault in 2004. Okay. Um, and, and then we actually acquired uh, a, a Colorado company running a file backup business called Global Data Vault um, uh, and, and, and acquired their customers in 2006. Okay. Before that though, so you were, were you Global Data Vault before that or? No. No, so it was a different entity, right? Yeah, okay. So this, well, it, I mean, it was it was a it was a file backup business. We just acquired it in two thousand six. Yeah, we, we also had a we also had a file backup business, but but smaller than than what Global Data Vault was. Yeah. Um, but 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 by two thousand six, we already had the, the the vision that that file backup was not enough protection okay. for for customers because even then, um, you know, the fundamental the fundamental issue with backup is if you have a, a, a site outage or, or, or any kind of major event uh, today or nowadays, a, a ransomware event, anything like that, um, you, 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 if you have five or 10 or 100 terabytes, um, you, you, are, you are days or weeks from, from a recovery if, yeah. if you don't have a way to, to spin up and run that environment in a, in a, remote, in a remote hosted uh, circumstance. Yeah. Even back then, like when I think about, obviously I was in and around, you know, you know, budding, budding sort of young little techie back then in 2002, 2006. Um, you know, I remember. Making me feel old. Well, uh, yeah, well, that's all relative, right? In terms of, in terms of that. But um, it's, it's funny though, because when you think about it, yeah, file backup was definitely the player. There was no concept of a virtual machine back then. Um, we were using backup exec to do tape-based backups and my, and my, my, the company I was working with. So we, the company you founded in sort of those, those early 2000s, that was more than just backup at the time was was there any managed services or was it purely aimed at managed services for backups even back then for the file for the file level recovery well um full disclosure we initially had a vision of providing hosted desktop using using uh a multi multi multi-tenant hosted uh citrix environment which was very big back Um, then like that was the thing right i remember the first project that i worked on even back in 2002 was a was remote desktop service and that was done over a really slow ADSL connection and just didn't work but everyone was exactly. trying to do it back then right so yeah it was we, it was the thing we spent a fair bit of time and a good bit of money and concluded that it didn't work um, and what we had what we had that was uh, achieving some traction 
was a file backup business. Yeah. Um, uh, we picked up we picked up business for a company in um, out of Toronto called um, Business Vision. Mm-hmm. They had about forty thousand installs of a small business uh, accounting application, sort of similar to sort of similar to QuickBooks um, with a Canadian payroll. Yeah. And and uh, they helped us they helped us market into their customer base. So we got a we got a toehold in the market there. And that, and that's when um, and then we acquired the Colorado company yeah. and, and and kept the name. Yeah. Um, they had a you know that, that was a global data well, yeah. a good name and it's a good it's so a great we, name yeah it's, it's a great name. Hey, so what <laughs> what, what were you, what were you using um, from a technology point of view back then? You know, even before JDV, and I, I think when you acquired the company, they had that same synergy in, in terms of the, the product you were using. We were using a product called Nova Store, um, which yeah. I don't know if it's, a, I don't know I if it's around anymore. It was definitely, I'm not sure if it's around anymore. Actually, I'd have to double check that, but it was definitely, it was definitely the prominent file-based backup program back then. Because even I remember crossing paths with this thing back in the day, thinking it was, it was basic, but functional. Um, and I do remember installing it at different sites and maybe even um, hosting some sort of Nova store situation um, in my early days. So it was definitely out there as one of the, those innovative leaders in the early 2000s, yeah. right? Yeah. After, after a while, we, we moved that customer base to a different technology from Ase. Uh, so yes, um, yes. So you're, you're, yes, yes, you're speaking, you're going through my, <laughs> my background here, Ase. Yeah, I remember that one. That one was, yeah, that was kind of like cloud backup Kind of like if we go, we, we foreshadow the fact that you guys are a big uh, user of Veeam today. That was like the early Cloud Connect almost, Cloud Connect backup, yeah. I say. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It, it, it was a Java-based uh, application. Um, it, worked pretty, it worked pretty well. And I believe, I believe they are still in operation. It just it was very simple, wasn't it? For memory, it was just like yep. you, you gave it a simple client. Client, you gave it a very simple backend. There was no DG for memory. There was was no complexity, and it just kind of did its thing. It was like what the sticker was. I mean, obviously, you know, back then it was more about the we. You didn't start to think about the efficiencies because, from what I remember back then, the data sets were still relatively small. I mean, you, you talked about large data sets moving on. And this is kind of what, why, you know, a story for you to probably talk about how you decided to, to move up the stack a little bit and grow and focus as a company because data got bigger, which meant the backup programs needed to be bigger and more efficient at what they were doing. But back then, sure. it was all about just dumping data on cheap disks somewhere. That's what yep. it was really about, wasn't it? Yep, yep. And, um, uh, but as early as 2007, we began experimenting with um, uh, software that would enable moving virtual machines uh, into into a cloud environment because we knew that that whole you know that that whole thesis that backup is really not enough. Yeah. Uh, and and we went through a long progression with uh, companies like um, Falcon Store and. Plate spin and uh, double take and other. Yeah, now you're talking. Uh, yep, 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 yep. Um, uh, you know, uh, experimenting and 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 testing those solutions. Uh, two two of two solutions we did use for a fairly good while, and then um, I think in I, I, I don't remember exactly when we first um, we first uh, began working with Veeam. Um, uh, I know we, we had pilots going for a very long time, and I think it was probably 2014 or 2015 
uh, that we made a serious commitment to move everything to Veeam. Yeah, I, I um, think I think with a lot of people with Veeam, Veeam kind of, um, you know, I mean, obviously, full disclosure, I work for Veeam, as people know, because you know, they're listening to the podcast and this podcast is agnostic of technology. But I think in this case, it's pertinent to mention Veeam specifically because, um, you know, as a company, you know, now you, you kind of do almost nothing but Veeam, right? You kind of get the stable on it. And that, that's an interesting point to kind of go down a bit later on. But sure. I think... If you look at back then, I know that I first looked at Veeam. Um, I don't know if you remember. Do you remember ES Express or PhD Virtual? One of those ones. That was that was kind of the first um, program backup application that did things from an agentless point of view. So double take and everything. You know, Falcon Store. Right. They they all had agents back on, on the VMs. Right. Um, and so I remember using this ES Express. Um, and we were using it quite happily. I remember it did its thing. And then we went to restore. And this would have been probably in 2000, and I'm going to say 2010 timeframe. We went to basically restore a virtual machine for a customer, a very high profile customer who had just been compromised with a security incident. And um, we couldn't get back the second partition on, on the primary disk. So the disk was split into two partitions. It was a bug. In the, it was a bug, right? And it was a big bug, but it was a bug nonetheless. They just couldn't see that secondary partition. Um, and that was the day that we went and looked for alternatives and we found Veeam. Uh, and I remember the engineer installing uh, Veeam 3, I think at the time, and just kind of clicking through and putting it. It was very, very basic back then, like like extremely basic, but it did the trick. So if you're talking timeframes, I want to, my kind of experience with a lot of providers that used Veeam was they really came into play around that 2009, 10 mark um, because Veeam was still a very new company. In fact, only shipped product, uh, the first product really shipped in 2008. So it wouldn't have been, it would have been 2010 roughly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, 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 I think, I, I, like I say, I think it wasn't until about Beam version seven that, or maybe version six, version six or version seven, that we, that we really dove in and, and migrated uh, customers on a variety of different platforms to Beam. We, we thought it was the best technology and, and uh, it gave us, you know, the, the truly developed for, um, uh, virtual virtual environments. Yeah, you know, it, it it wasn't legacy in in the sense of some of these other some of the other like Falcon Store and whatnot yeah. were um, at the time. So the growth of the company at the time, and with that, with these with a lot of the service providers that I've talked to on the show, I like to get an understanding of you know how the company grew through these these early days. Like obviously, the company had been around since two thousand and two, bought um, a customer base with the GD uh, GDV acquisition so you've got the customer base yep. there you're building it up yep. um it, when you when you bought global data vault and it kind of took their name were you still doing other subsidiary service or was that when you went right we're just doing backup that's that's what it is that was it it was all backup at that point okay um so in terms of customers like you know roughly you know did did you see a growth at that time or when was a period when things started to click with customers because it's always interesting uh right yeah, um, uh, 2006, 2007 were relatively slow for us. And um, um, I, I, ironically, 2008, 2009, which were the financial crisis period, um, we more or less tripled our business um, uh, in, 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 that, in that space, that file backup business. Mm. Which is not a uncommon story. And 
you know, the, and I actually went through this as well. I was um, still working my my first pl- uh, company then, and we were doing hosted services. We did hosted Exchange, hosted SharePoint, CRM, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think what the, what that GFC did was it basically re- removed um, the company's ability to deploy capital, right? So they had to go to a operational model instead of capital model. Um, and I think that was for across the board. So instead of buying a backup server, you know, at the same time, a lot of these customers that you would have dealt with, they're, they're now looking to operationally rent as such or have things managed from these cloud services that were popping up because they were operationally yep. focused. So I think a lot of, our, a lot of the successful companies, um, cloud companies, backup companies, tech companies, did really well out of the GFC. Um, and actually, if you look at what's happened in the past couple of years with the pandemic, uh, there's a bit of a parallelism in terms of, I think a lot of companies doing well in there as well, because it's it's almost created the same set of circumstance. So yeah, that's quite interesting. It's um, tech kind of thrives in in uh, moments of, of pain and suffering to a certain extent. It's funny, yeah. Um, so what, okay. So in, in terms of that sort of period, now we're talking about, you know, 20 sort of 13, 14, 15, when did you start to kind of realize that you had to focus on, you know, the quality data quality, proactive monitoring, transparency and pricing, or that always been the case? Or did you really decide to go, look, to differentiate ourselves now, we have to really go down this path. We, we, we had always had the idea of, of quality. I mean, we, we, we always viewed ourselves as a scrappy startup. Um, and um, the, the mission was uh, to never, ever, ever lose a customer. And um, uh, while that's, you know, as you get big, that becomes impossible yeah. because com- companies get acquired and, and, and uh, go out of business and, and so forth and so on. But um, we, we, we thought about, you know, making sure that our customers were getting the highest value. Um, the backup, backup is something that needs to be watched. Um, and, and in many organizations, um, uh, you know, the, the, the IT focus is on proactive initiatives that make the company more competitive or make the company more efficient and so forth. So, so oftentimes, uh, backup is relegated to uh, junior uh, folks in the organization or, or maybe not even given much attention at all. Mm. So, so we, we, you know, and the the remediation of, of many of the things that are required when backup is not quite right, uh, come down to what, what is going on inside the company's IT infrastructure. So we made it our point to, to give our customers quality metrics, quality reporting, um, and, and the tools that they need to achieve those remediations and the support that they need to achieve those remediations, uh, as well as just transparency about, about the, the level of um, quality that we're delivering yep. in the services that we provide to them. Um, today, today we, we, we give, we give um, um, customers um, a, a translation from technical error messages to, to clear text explanation of uh, you, you had you had an error. You had a warning. These are the these are the common uh, scenarios that cause this. Here are the typical fixes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and 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 you know so, some some customers rely on us to solve those problems. Some customers are more oriented and and, and prefer to to take those on themselves internally. But and ha- uh, how are you doing that? By the way, are you doing it through is it is it is it manpower or have you 
put in a level of automation and have you put um, systems in place to be able to do that? What, what, what's what's yeah, the we've go always, there? We've always, we've always built our own uh, uh, systems all around um, the backup solution, which of course today is, is 100% Veeam. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, in our, in our, in our customer base. Um, uh, and um, uh, what, what, what we, we parse the error messages out of, out of um, uh, the service provider console. Uh, and we, and we have a database that, that says, okay, you know, here's, here's the, here's the, 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 the more, more layman's term, the more common explanation for what it means when you see this condition. Yeah. So you've got, um, so obviously you've, you've got a control panel, which, you know, in my end, uh, you know, understanding how service providers work, you, you'll typically get the top, maybe five, 10% of providers have a very, very, you know, targeted console and control panel where customers and resellers can log in and, and do their thing. And then the other 80% uh, or 90%, they don't, they're more hands-on and more traditional managed services. So I think you guys fit in that top echelon, right? Where you've been able to automate and create this console and this portal while still having very good people at the back end. But what, from your experience, you know, and what, you, what you've seen, what does a good portal afford you guys firstly um, from efficiencies and all that kind of stuff and secondly what does it give to your customers well you know fundamentally the, there's a there's a there's a big difference between uh, the reporting that, that comes out of uh, any typical software product including beam out of the box the the, the reporting is um, activity based so you backed up this server, you backed up this server, you had a warning, you had an error message, and you backed up the server and you backed up that server. What we give the customer, you know, that's all always available and it's useful, it's it's useful, but um, we always give the customer what we call status as opposed to activity. All right. Here's here's where you are versus your SLA at a given time. Yeah. Right. So if you're expecting a a, a, a four hour RTO, RPO, or an eight-hour RTO, RPO, um, we're, we're going to look at your servers. Um, uh, you know, if you have, if you have 100 servers, we're going we're to look at your servers and see how many of those are in, are within your anticipated SLA. And, and what we've learned is that, is that, is that, that um, uh, acceptable or good quality varies from one customer to another. Uh, uh, it, it has to do with the level of ads changes and deletes that go on in the customer environment. How much, how, how, how much, how much the customer maintains the environment, how well the customer manages change control and how much they communicate with us about change control. You know, we're going to, we're going to bring new servers on, we're going to decommission new servers and whatnot. So yeah. some customers are very good about, about notifying us. So we, we will, we will take those the, those servers that are that are being worked on out of the quality metric, uh, if we know that the the intention is to is to resume the backup or change the backup strategy and whatnot, um, and so and those those customers will expect a a a one hundred percent quality metric on a day to day basis. Yeah. So we we give them this status report that not only gives them their their daily snapshot of of it it, it literally comes to you in the morning and, and it shows you. If, if, if I had uh, a, a, a complete infrastructure failure or, or a site disaster, um, uh, I could, I, I've got this email that says, this is where I would be. These are my restore points for every server I've got. Um, I can boot them in the cloud. 
I can, I can, uh, there's quite a few different strategies yeah. that, 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 that you can go about to recover. Yeah. Um, so, so you're extracting, you're extracting value from the, the tech platform. And this is, you know, the foundation of this, of this podcast was around some of the work that I was doing back in the day, working on technologies like Veeam and, and VMware techs and other, and other bits and pieces where as a provider, as a smart provider, as an innovative provider, you're kind of extracting you know the good bits of of a, of a software platform to do what you want to do is like a tool, it's like a toolkit, and then you're building your value add that makes you successful in your own business, right? And this this sounds to me like this is your value add, what you've been able to build on top of yeah the Veeam platform and 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 everything else that you've got running. You're extracting that value from it and providing it to your customers. It's one of our key value adds. Mm. And what about? Just going back to the history and whatnot, um, I think it's interesting that you've decided to to, to go, uh, and thank you very much for going wholly with Veeam. Um, I don't say that often on these podcasts, right? But it's very rare for a, a company to put all their eggs in one basket, so to speak, right? I mean, how did you, how did the company get itself to a position where that was a comfortable enough decision to do that? And I do talk about partnerships with service providers on this show, and I have talked about what makes a great partner, and maybe that comes into play as well but it's very rare like i said for someone to to do that so how did you get to that point well so i guess i guess what's key to understand is that is that you know since it was our vision to to be in the uh, uh, dr space um uh we we saw veeam as a as a as a as a solid platform you know um uh you know, hopefully this this doesn't sound like um, um, a, a commercial for Veeam, but but I, I've 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 made this point many times when I've had opportunities to to visit with Veeam people, but but Veeam brought us not not just the best technology, but also the the brightest the brightest folks to work with, and and the most helpful um, folks to work with. So um, it, it was you know. It was, it was, it was, I promise you, we worked with quite a few variety of other, yeah, of other as, you, as you would, and yeah. As, as a small, you know, growing entrepreneurial business, it's hard to get the attention of, of, of a big company, but being paid attention to us, yeah. being cared about us, yeah, and, and always has. So that's, that's really mattered a whole lot. And, and at the same time, we believe delivered the best technology. So yeah. in, in 2016, in 2016, we sold the file backup business. Okay, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and, that, and that was from and, that was from that was still from Global Data Vault days. Yep, yep. yep. And we we'd grown it nicely, and and an opportunity presented itself. Um, but it was but it was uh, it was about um, uh, at that point it was more than half our revenue. And uh, okay, and yeah. so it, it, it and 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 we were back to, we were back to we were back to our entrepreneurial roots. Um, because we we went back to a situation where we were cash flow negative and and losing money and we had to grow our way out of that and um, you know necessity is the mother of invention we continue to grow with Veeam we continue to add value we yeah. continue to find customers and um, uh, Veeam's been very helpful along that journey and um, uh, it, it's been a it's been a super it's been a super ride um, yeah. uh, doing this uh, that time it, 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 yeah it, that it, time frame's not not 
um, it's an interesting time frame that time as well because that's when Veeam, you know, started to launch the VCSP or the VCSP program had been in existence for a yep. couple of years, but it was starting to ramp yep. up. But that's that's Veeam's service provider program, which obviously supports the program. Um, the partnership aspect is obviously what you talked about. And again, I I ask, and you've you've kind of laid out what makes a great partnership from that point of view. But also things like you know Veeam on, which is industry industry event. You guys were a launch partner there, right? Um, in 2015. No, we were- Actually, we were not. Um, what, what, we, what was the story? We 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 went to Veeamon. You know, we 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 actually built a transport mechanism for for Veeam version seven that yeah. that was that was a, the functional equivalent of Cloud Connect. Okay. We didn't know we didn't know Veeam was developing Cloud Connect. Right. Um, um, but we only had a handful of Veeam customers, and we thought, you know, we can write we can write the protocols, and move this, and move these server images from customer premises to our data centers. That's unbelievably and, and, innovative. That's that's crazy and, innovation. And so we we went to the first Veeam on, um, thinking thinking we had we had a a, a cool innovation and 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 uh, and things yeah. to offer, and and there was Cloud Connect. Yes, and, okay, and, yeah, and and, and and a launch, and we were like. Hold it! Hey, we're here. <laughs> um, so, so we were we were a little bit we were a little bit late to the party, but but um, uh, the competitors there were were much bigger were much bigger businesses to, than, than we were. They were yeah. they were data data center oriented uh, and the like. Yeah. Right? Um, who had who already had uh, a, a big robust Veeam business where. Where, for example, they were doing they were doing Veeam backups for the colo customers within within a data center. Yeah. Okay. So so we were actually probably um, started the race sort of at the same place uh, as those guys, um, but um, but I think we had some advantages in the in that we had, we made the effort to 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 learn the product and do this development and it's enabled us to continue to make enhancements you know being yeah. being cloud connect was initially well it still is being cloud connect is is essentially a a remote backup solution but to our roots we've always we've always realized that that you know again backup's not enough we we've always we've always delivered dr from from being cloud connect yeah. and that makes us that makes us cost efficient um and it's it's another key value add that, that differentiates us from yeah. a lot of other players in the space so once again you're taking yeah the, the tool set that's given to you the platform and you're you're doing great things with it as well that's that's the epitome of what this program's about right it's, it's what we're trying to highlight you know companies doing great things with with great technology that's brilliant so leading up to like you know 2016 you guys you guys are pumping out 2017 18 and then you know obviously there's there's an event that happened late last year with the acquisition um right and i'm not going into too many details there but where does that set you guys up now for the future like what, what you know oh what, man it's, what's, it's, what's the go it's there? Really exciting it's super exciting um data prize is a is a a large managed service provider um uh Significantly bigger than than we are, and 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 it gives us a a variety of, of growth options. Number one, we have we have uh, the existing customer. They had a, they have a, a, a small Veeam business. Mm-hmm. Um, most of those customers are are taking backup as a service right now as, as a solution. So we have an upgrade path for those guys to to both our our DR solution and our ransomware. We have a we have a proprietary um, insider protection strategy that we call 
uh, Enhanced Data Protection or EDP. Um, so we have we have the upgrade path there. Um, data Process also just acquired a company called AirNet. AirNet is a a, a gateway for migrating migrating to um, uh, Microsoft Azure. Oh, okay. Um, so so we'll we, we have we have and, and most of their customers are, are are only doing snapshot backups within azure so we have we have the capability of giving them uh both a, both a, a remote uh second site scenario as well as a a full retention retention policy behind their backups um that is that is a that is significantly more cost effective than what microsoft um you know than, than keeping your backup at, at yeah. azure yeah right so so there, there's a there's there's a, a another significant opportunity um, for for growth in in this space. Awesome, that's that's awesome. Yeah, looking forward to what comes there. I think just to just to pivot out and to start to sort of close things off, I wanted to get your opinion um, of the current state of the backup as a service industry. We see that, and how you well. Let's answer that first. Obviously, backup as a service is something that is seen as somewhat table stakes today um you know there's, there's a remote location you back something up there that's kind of it but where do you see that versus say dr as a service which is more about getting you know the, the machine over the replica over and then everything that encompasses that the business continuity end to end where is it today because I've, I've got a couple well, of opinions around dr but yeah i'm interested in your take. Yeah, well i wasn't expecting this question um and um and so you, you've caught me a little off guard. I have I have my thoughts, but I, you know, I, I guess it's it's uh, I have to watch what I say here because I don't want to uh, come off politically incorrect. But <laughs> but what we see is that many of our competitors provide a target and not much service. Okay. Right. Um, um, and 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 I think you know um, that is that is what some part of the market wants yep right they 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 truly want uh an extension of of their own it team uh to to manage backup on someone else's hardware mm -hmm. but 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 that is not that is not our approach and, and that is not the customer that we think yeah. uh is, is is the customer that that is that is that is the right customer for us we 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 believe that that uh, our effort to uh, make sure that 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 backups are working and the recoveries are possible that 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 the um, environment is there and available um, is um, it, it just it's just tantamount to, or really essential to given given customer what's really needed. Uh, so I, are you talking about, yeah, you're talking about like, you know, you've got a couple of different classes of, of customer, right? Like there's, there's the, there's the price sensitive customer that just wants, wants, wants a bit of storage to back something up and tick a box. And then there's the other type that really wants to get, a, make use of a proper managed service experience and go, look, look yeah, I mean, make it, sure it, that my business doesn't go down. I don't care what it is. I trust you guys. That's, that's the way. The way I've the way I've put this when I've had the opportunity to to talk to folks is you know the, the life cycle of a customer with us. Um, you, you begin to talk to us, and and a few weeks or a couple of months uh, later, um, you decide that we're the right solution. Um, you, you you become our customer, 
and then and then we then we onboard you. We get your your data in our environment, and you may be our customer for a few weeks or a few months or a few years, and then and then inevitably, uh, an incident occurs where where a significant recovery yep. is needed and it's needed quickly. Um, it, it it you know there are a lot of things that can get in the way of that recovery happening. The backups didn't happen. The connectivity wasn't right. There was an operating system problem. There was hardware issues. There were there were software issues either on our side or the customer side, and so forth, and so on. But in truth, it does it does it it does you know it does no one any good for the service providers to say, oh, it was Microsoft's fault. All right, um, uh, it, 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 that can't happen. You you cannot let that happen. So, you know, we, we, we adopted this mindset of what I call manage the result, right? So, so again, it's about, it's about looking at the status of the customer's protection and keeping everybody, our team, customer's team, and so forth, aware of the status of the protection yep. that, 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 that matters, right? And, and, if, and if you look at that, it doesn't tell you, you know, the, the activity reports that, 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 that Veeam generates, the activity reports have a better chance of telling you what the problem is, right? Oh, you got this, you got this area, you got this warning and so forth. That's what got, caused this to not work, right? Um, but, but it's the status reports that alert you to there is a problem somewhere, mm. right? Um, it, it, people, can, people can tire of reading the activity reports because, because a lot of times there's stuff in there that isn't important or is, is, not, is not fatal to delivering the protection that needs to be there. But the status report is, is a pure red or green thing, right? It, you either are in or you are not in SLA. Mm -hmm. So that, that has enabled us to, to, to be aware that, that there's something wrong somewhere. It yeah. can be it can be operating system. It can be connectivity. It can be hardware, software, et cetera. It can be people. It can be process. Yeah. You know, any of those things. But but so so at the end of the day, we're not telling the customer, oh yeah, your 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 VMware environment just was a terrible mess, and and so the backups aren't any good. I, you can't say that. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. There's accountability at, at some point, which you're taking responsibility of and transferring it to the customer. But and what about yeah. DR, what about DR as a service? So have you found? I'm just assuming that DR as a service is still a smaller part of your, you know, your revenue, or is it a big part? No. Or so DR what? Services. Yeah. What type? What type yeah. of um? What type you know, of DR you though know, is? You, you know, yeah. Jason, Jason, Jason Buffington, right? Yes. Um, um, he he is, has always had the uh, uh, little, little saying, "Why baz when you can deras?" I, I have seen oh, him say that. Yep, he's supposed to make a t-shirt okay. at some point. We, we, we've delivered the t-shirt to him now, by the way. Oh, have you? Um, okay, very good. Because 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 you know uh, when we when we met, I mean he, he he lives right here in Dallas with us. Yes, and um, um, we have a very close relationship now now that he's a beam, and. Uh, we were like, oh, well, we, we are, we are, we are, you know, brothers from a different mother, or what's this, what, whatever the saying is, because, because you know, we 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 believe that, that DRAS is 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 the only way to go. I I would say that uh, ninety five percent of our customers are on a DRAS solution. Well, that's great. Um, that, that's brilliant. That's that's not, and that, you know what? That's um, that's not so much the norm in the market 
today that I see no. anyway. So that's and that's that's brilliant in terms of what you've you've been able to capture there as well. And because that is definitely, I still think that the inflection point hasn't happened on a mass scale where businesses understand that they need DRAS as well as backup as a service because the DRAS is paramount to business continuity. You know what I mean? Well, and, good news for us. <laughs> yes, and, and that's great. There you, there you go. That's it. You hit the nail on the head. Uh, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've been preaching that since, since um, uh, you know, even before, I mean, for, you know, all the way back to when we adopted Beam. It was like, yeah. we can move these virtual machines into our into our data center. Why not give the customer a way to spin them up, network them, and present them through, through secure through secure channels, uh, uh, log in and operate and run your business, uh, regardless of what kind of event has happened. So well, you're uh, definitely ahead of the game. Believe. there. You're definitely ahead of the game. All right, let let me ask you a couple of questions. That I ask every every person I have on the show, it relates to innovation and services. I, I think you've already kind of outlined, you know, where Global Data Vault's innovation was reading between the lines. But if you were to say, you know, what was the core innovation that gave you that that differentiation in the market, which has let you become successful, like you've talked about? Well, I, I think it's probably two things. Uh, number one, the ability to deliver DRAS based on Cloud Connect and, and deliver it quickly because we've got, we don't, we don't just spin up single servers we we spin them up we network them we we yeah. secure them we 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 vlan them we firewall them you know all those things and then present them securely to the customer so that's 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 one key proprietary technology and i think the other is just the philosophical mindset of that focus on quality good stuff and what about future disruption and and, and how do you kind of challenge yourselves i know I'm not sure if we're, we're going to talk about it or whether you're just kind of waiting for the right time to, to announce it. But um, you know, you've got a couple of things on, on the brew that I know about, but how are you going to continually disrupt yourselves and disrupt the market? Well, you know, obviously, obviously public cloud is, is, is enormous and um, we, we expect, we expect to, to grow in that area significantly. Um, our, uh, I think our, our ongoing development with um, um the, the ransomware protection solution we haven't talked about very much, but but we have a we have a, a very cost efficient, uh, very quick uh, insider protection strategy yeah. uh, that, that that I think is really is really critical. Um, we're we're uh, we're enabling um, uh, double double geo uh, redundancy. Here very soon. Uh, I don't know if you if you aware of that. Um, I know you talked to our our dev team and and, and our ops guys. Um, uh, uh, we have a, we have uh, seven or eight projects in the works. It's always so, exciting. Always uh, always innovating. Uh, always looking to lead. That's, yeah. that's that's what we like to hear, right? It's it's again. It goes back to what we we're talking about earlier, which was, you know, being able to. Uh, choose the right tools from what you've got in this case, you know, the Veeam platform and, you know, um, you've got VMware platforms, virtualization storage, everything that comes together to make, you know, your service, you know, hum, and then you build your own, you know, innovation on top of that. So it's a great story. And I'm glad, I'm really glad that I've gone back to talking to my roots from a service provider perspective, you know, and, and talk to you guys, because I've wanted to have you guys on um, since I started the show. So glad that I could finally do it. Um, and it was a well, really so good explanation. Thank yeah, you no. so much for having us. It's That's been, awesome. It's been great to be here. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed our visit today. 
Excellent. No worries. Okay. I'll just wrap it up. Um, if you would like more information about great things with great tech, you can find me at Anthony Spiteri on Twitter or great things with great tech podcast. That's GTWGT podcast or at the new brand new website, gtwgt.com, where you can find all past and future episodes. Please subscribe to YouTube or the podcast station. And with that, Will, thank you very much. Thank you, Global Data Vault. And we will see you next time on Great Things with Great Tech. Thank you, Anthony. Beautiful. Excellent. Let's stop. Bye.